Hey, welcome to the Ocean Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope it encourages you and reminds you that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. It's good to see you. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Um, my name is Kyle, and uh, I just want to, if you're joining us for the first or second time, Ocean Family, can we just give it up for our guests? I'm so glad you guys are here. Yes. If your uh, if your clothes are fitting a little differently this morning, that's okay. That's all right. You know, a diet starts Monday, and then uh, we'll get prepared for Christmas, right? Um, well, just a few uh, announcements. Uh, obviously, Thanksgiving is behind us. We're looking forward to Christmas. Uh, so, starting tomorrow, we're going to be decorating uh, the campus. And so, if you're free uh, throughout the day and want to stop by, we're going to be here and just getting prepared for Christmas. Um, and then on Wednesday of this week, um, you know, Mike, uh, Pastor Mike said it so uh, gratefully that I just want to say thank you for your, your generosity and your being faithful to the Lord. Um, we, you're not giving to Ocean, you're giving through Ocean. And because of that, we are uh, partnering with a lot of our partners here, and we're going to be blessing kids with gifts and families f- for this Christmas. But we're going to be shopping Wednesday, and uh, if you want to be a super shopper with us to get gifts, come out to that. We'd love to have you. All the information will be in the lobby at our info center. And uh, lastly, uh, we are having a movie night, uh, December 16th, right here, Friday night. And I want to invite every single one of you to that event. Uh, where it's it's going to be food, fun, family, uh, kids. And if you don't even if you don't have kids, come anyway. It's just going to be a great uh, time for us to uh, just be together as a family, a church family. Amen? Amen. Um, well, I'm going to sit down, and as I was uh, just preparing uh, for this time, you know, we just came off Thanksgiving, and, you know, we were with our families in, in our homes, and as I was praying, I just want this time uh, that I want to pretend that you guys are in my living room, and uh, we're just talking. We're just going to have a, a conversation this morning. You know, I think as we come to a house, our, our kind of anxiety, maybe our um, fears are kind of put aside, and that's kind of what I want this morning to be. I want this time just to, hey, we're going to hear from the Lord. We're in the series Hearing God's Voice, and so um, just want to prepare you guys for that. Is that cool? Awesome. Um, if you would stand, we're going to uh, read our keynote verse that we've been reading every week, and it's John 10, 1 through 5. I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of the sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name. Isn't that awesome? He calls us by name. He knows our name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. Father, we are thank you, thankful that you speak to us. Holy Spirit, we give you the room. I know you're here. Lord, speak to each and every one of us this morning in a new way. Lord, be with my words as they come out of my mouth. And we give you great praise and glory this morning. And amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Um, have you ever had a dream that uh, was so real and uh, when you woke up, you were like, whew, I'm glad that was a dream. A couple weeks ago, uh, I, I actually dreamt that it was Christmas Eve, and it was the service, and uh, I was singing, um, and if you, I should not be singing, but anyway, I was singing, 
And I remember it was, it was, you know, full production. Pastor Nix was up here, and she had her part, and she was about to, you know, give me the go-ahead to, to sing my part, and I started singing, and as I opened my mouth, I saw each and every one of you face just like, what is going on? And a, a lot of you covered your eyes and ears, and, but I, I kept, had, you know, kept singing, and I kept having to perform, and I remember just this sinking inside of me saying, I, I, I want to quit. I want to run away. I want to run away. So I get done, and then, of course, I have to preach right after that. And I don't know what I preached on, but a lot of you were just like, I can't believe this. And so I get over, and then somehow it's the next picture in my brain. I'm in the office, and, and when I walk into the office, my brother's there, and he's like, you need to come to my office. And I was like, what? what? So I go to the office, and he sits back in his chair, and he puts his feet up on the, on the, the, the desk. And he goes, have you seen the numbers from the Christmas Eve service? And I was like, the numbers? <laughs> no. Is it a bad quarter, or what, what's going on? And... Uh, he goes, um, we got a lot of emails, a lot of bad emails. And he was giving me a grade between zero and 100. And I got a 24% on the Christmas Eve message. Isn't that terrible? So this has nothing to do with my message this morning. You know, I'm, I'm uh, praying that I'll get a better than a 24% this morning from this message. But... Um, you know, I think a lot of times when we go to a movie uh, theater, you know, I'm not much of a movie guy, but why do we go there? My, sometimes the, the best part of the movie is what? The previews, right? Have you ever been in the movie and you're like watching the previews? You go, I don't even want to watch the movie that I'm here for. I want to watch this movie. But what do the previews tell you? The previews tell you and they show you all the big parts of that movie, right? In a short, condensed version. And so you make your decision whether on that preview, whether it's good or bad. So this morning, I'm going to give you my preview of my message, okay? So we're, we're in a, a series, Hearing God's Voice. We're going to talk about faith, relationship, priority, dedicated, fervor. That's a great name. That's not a great word. Fervor and faith. Man, doesn't that sound like a great message? Man, doesn't that sound like a great message? But what are, what are previews, what are they not telling you? They don't tell you the whole picture, right? They don't show you the whole movie. And we watch the movie, and what does the movie do? It gives us perspective. It gives the ins and outs. It gives us the reasons why the things are happening. It gives depth to the movie. So this morning, I want you to have depth and I want you to have perspective on why I'm preaching what I'm preaching. So before we start, we're in the, the series Hearing God's Voice, but we're going to hear God's voice through relationship. But before we can even take the step into relationship, I'm going to take my last point and I'll put it first. We need faith. Faith is the foundation for us to hear God's voice. Faith is the foundation for us to hear God's voice. Hebrews 11.1, 1, and I'm going to read from the, the message because sometimes the message just kind of has a little uh, different uh, feel to it. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors that set them above the crowd. See, before we can even get to where we want to get to today, we need, we need to know that faith is the reason why 
we're here. See, what we are followers of Jesus, right? As we accept Jesus into our hearts, now we are no longer leading our lives. It says right back in, in, in our, our, our keynote verse, in verse 4, after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they what? They follow him. We follow. So now we're followers of Jesus. So we've put away our side of what we want, and now we're following him. And that takes faith, right? To put trust in somebody else. So this morning, I want you to have the perspective that for us to hear God's voice, we have to trust and we have to have faith in him, that he's going to speak to us, okay? So we have to have trust, we have to have faith. And maybe that you've, you know, I think if I ask you a question, if you can remember the time that you accepted Jesus, you know, some of you are, are seasoned in, the, in faith, maybe you've just... Uh, some of you are just new to faith. But what was your mindset when you accepted Jesus? Have you ever thought of if God speaks to you? Because I think sometimes, you know, we, we, we step into this life of faith, and sometimes we, we have a, a, a picture of, well, God's up there, I'm down here, and I have this, I have this book, and it's kind of the, the manual, and, you know, well, good luck. But God speaks through us, to us. And in uh, Walking with God by John Eldridge, a great book, he says, for one thing, if you've been taught that God doesn't speak to you, then you're probably not going to be listening for his voice. This comes down to what kind of a relationship you think God offers. Isn't that deep? So if our perspective if our perspective is thinking that God doesn't speak or he doesn't speak to me, then we're probably not going to be trying to hear his voice. But God does speak to us. And I want to remind you, encourage you this morning as we go through this, that there's hope. That's, there's hope that God's going to speak to you today. And I want you guys to turn to Genesis 3. And we're going to be reading through 8 through 11. When the cool evening breeze were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord, or they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. And the Lord said, Who told you you were naked? See, just prior to this, you know, Adam and Eve took from the fruit they ate. And prior to that, the Lord had conversation with them, free conversation. They were talking to him, he was talking to them. They were walking in the cool of the garden, cool of the breeze. They were just in conversation with the Lord. It was easy. But what, what made it not easy? Sin. See, before sin... Adam and Eve ran to Jesus, and they couldn't wait to hear from him. And as soon as sin comes into the picture, see, Satan distorted it and said, now I'm afraid. I'm afraid of God's voice. See, I think we, sometimes we think that as soon as Adam and Eve left the garden, you know, the Lord told them to leave the garden, we think he stopped speaking to them. No. He's still speaking to them, but Satan comes 
And his whole thing is to kill, still, and destroy. He wants to make you afraid of God's voice. He wants to distort the, the words that the Lord is speaking. And so I want to encourage you this morning. God wants a relationship with you. He wants to speak to you through his relationship. And how do we develop a relationship with the Lord? And there's, one, there's three things. I, I want, number one, we have to make him a priority. We have to make him our priority in our lives. I remember when I first met Callie, we met at a friend's house. I didn't know she was coming. We ended up talking the whole night, and then we left, and I didn't, never got her, her number. And so by the time you know, I, I first met her to the next time I saw her, it was three weeks. And what did you think I did in those three weeks? You know, I became Mr. Detective. I was trying to find out who this girl was. Who is this Callie McCollum? Where does she live? Who is her parents? Where was she born, right? So I got wind of uh, she was going to be at uh, my friend's house. So I, we did a Bible study every, uh, every week. And I remember I, I got home late, and I, didn't, I, I wasn't going to go. But I called my buddy Chris, and I said, hey, if she's going to be there, let me know. Um, I'm not going to come. I'm tired. So I remember I was uh, living with my brother and his wife at the time, we were having tacos. It's, it's, it's just, you know, I just remember it from like yesterday. And I got a call from Chris. He goes, bro, she's here. I said, I'll be over in 10. <laughs> so, you know, I go 100 miles an hour in my truck. I get over there. Of course, they like, I had to control myself not to run into the, you know, the house. So I walk in the house, and of course, I see her. And I said, oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. <laughs> right? It's great. Starting, you know, friendship off in a lie. It's really good. And from that moment on, I made it a priority to get to know Callie McCollum. I spent every second that I could with her, talking on the phone, staying up late. You know, we lived about 50 minutes apart at the time. And I remember we would hang out to early in the morning. I'd drive home, get about two hours of sleep, work all day in the sun, and do it all over again. And it was worth it. Why? Because I made her a priority. I made her a priority. In Matthew 14, this is the chapter where, you know, the feeding of the 5,000, unbelievable story. But after the, the, five, the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus uh, told the disciples, you know, send the, uh, all the people away, and you get in the boat, you go over the other side. And this is where we pick it up in 23, verse 23. After sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Night fell why he was there alone. See, Jesus could have said, hey, guys, let's go, let's go hang out and just celebrate with just what, what we did. But no, what did he do? He made it a point to go into the hills and be with his father and pray, to make him a priority in his life. Deuteronomy 6, 5, and 6. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. We must search after him. We, not, we must put him in our lives. See, you know the Lord makes you a priority in his life? You know he puts you first? See, God is a, he, he's a jealous God in a good way. He doesn't want to share you with anybody else. He's like, hey, I want to come. I want to talk to you today. 
So what I love about John 15, 16 says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. See, the Lord chose you, and he wants to spend time with you. Do you want to spend time with him? Two, dedicate. We need to dedicate our lives to him. Uh, growing up, basketball was a, uh, a big uh, passion of mine. I, I just loved the sports. Um, and I, I remember, you know, my seventh and eighth grade years, we're looking back on it, probably, probably the, the best time, just in the sense of you don't have any responsibility. It, it's not crazy competitive as you get to high school. It's just a lot, you know, just some really good times. I remember I had a game Friday night, and I woke up Saturday morning, and my routine back then was to go to the sports page in the paper. For those who are younger, a paper, you know, that's what we did back then. There's some about paper, you know, the newspaper, right? The, the touch, the smell. Uh, I used to be a, a paper boy, and I just love the smell of paper, uh, the paper. So um, I remember looking in the sports article, and there was like a four-page colored uh, massive article on Jake Sullivan. Now, Jake Sullivan was uh, my grade. He was my age. And the reason he had this so many page article on him that he was a starter on the varsity team at eighth grade, and he was one of the leading scorers on varsity at eighth grade. And it broke down his, what he did since he was four years old, a day by day, as soon as he got up dribbling and shooting and practicing and working and running, and he did this consistently through his whole life. He was dedicated to basketball. And I looked at that and I was like, man, I want to be like Jake Sullivan. Now, Jake Sullivan wasn't the greatest uh, individual, a lot of stories on him, how he was cocky and uh, arrogant, and I guess I would probably be too if I was playing on varsity at eighth grade and be one of the leading scorers. But years ago, I actually looked him up. He played at Iowa State, uh, had a good college career there, and uh, he was interested in this girl, and he wanted to date her, and she said, I don't want to date you, but I'm going to go to church. You can come to church with me. And he went to church. Long story short, uh, he accepted Jesus into his life. They got married, and he is now, uh, has his own ministry. They go around the world to these low um, countries that are, are not developed, and he brings uh, basketball and the Word of God with him. And now he's got four or five kids that they adopted throughout Africa. And isn't that just crazy how the Lord used him? But going back to dedicated. See, Jake de dedicated himself to basketball. The Lord wants to have us dedicate our lives to him so we can get to know him. Psalms 1, 1 through 2. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of, of the scoffful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates on day and night. Day and night. Dedicate our, our lives to him. Go after him. But you know, Satan, he, he wants to, you know, going back to, to the enemy. See, I think in, in this day and age we live in, that the total opposite is what, the, what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to be lazy. He wants to get us lukewarm. He wants us to get into this sludge and not be motivated, right? And just in our, and our, just in our personal lives. 
But the Lord's like, no, no, no. I want you to dedicate your life to me. Run after me. Wholeheartedly come after me. 1 Kings 8, 61. And may your hearts be fully committed to the Lord our God to live by his decrees and obey his commands as at this time. He wants us to go after him, to get to know him, dedicate our lives to him. The third fervor, man, that just rolls off the tongue very nicely, doesn't it? Fervor. Definition, to exhibit particular zeal, conviction, persistence, or belief. To have or show emotional warmth, fervor, another word for fervor, passion. The spiritual fervor is evidence of faith that is alive. You need to write that down. Spiritual fervor is the evidence of faith that is alive. We wait in expectation to hear God. Fervor. You know, I think when I was studying this, I, I thought of passion, fervor, and I think of Peter, right? Right? Jumping out, cutting the ear off of the, the soldier, you know, just always, you know, but sometimes Peter that he got himself into trouble a lot of times, right? Because he acted out of passion. But I want to kind of give you another passion, another fervor example. Luke 10, 38 to 42. As Jesus and the disciples continued their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. I want you to put that in your head. She sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair that you, that you my sister, just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. That kind of sounds like my kids sometimes, right? He's not picking up his room Go tell him to do it. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. See, Mary had fervor. She had passion for Jesus. And what did she do? She just sat at his feet and listened. See, I think for us, we can probably relate to Martha a lot because what do we do? We're like, Lord, I want you to talk to me. And they're like, you're over here. Oh, yeah, but yeah. And then Lord just sitting right here. He's like, hey, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Like, Lord, I want to talk to you, but I got things to do. You know, we got, we got ministry happening. We got the homeless. We got all these things. But Jesus is like, no, 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 no. I want you to come. I want to talk to you. Just, just Stop. But, you know, it's hard for us to stop, isn't it? We live in a world that is just so fast-paced. Stopping is hard. It's hard for me. As soon as I get up, I want to just, right? Phone, laptop, tablet, you know, all these things, TV, all in our face. But the Lord just wants us to pump the brakes. Says, hey, I want relationship with you, and I got some, some things to say to you that I think you, you, you want to hear. So can we f- sit at Jesus' feet and listen to what he has to say? 
So what does this all come down to? What does this all come down to? Faith. Now we're back at faith. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by the word of God. We need to have faith to hear God's voice. It's our foundation. It's our foundation. Matthew 21, 22. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. What are all these things lining up to? Yes, it's faith. But in reality, it comes down to confidence, that we're going to have confidence in the Lord that He's going to do what He's going to do, that He's going to speak to us. But what is, where do you get confidence? It's these little things every day, showing up every day, being still every day, right? It's these little steps that we're, we're taking that just brings confidence and confidence and confidence. And once you get confidence, then you get to a point then you're like, Lord, I know it's you. I know it's you. Why? Because you, you've had, you look back and you've seen the, the small steps that you've taken along the way. But when you guys, when we, when we ask for the Lord to speak to us, we have to have confidence in our asking. James 1, 6, but let him ask in faith without doubting, for the doubter is like the surging sea driven and tossed by the wind. So today, if you walked in today and you're like, yeah, you know, I don't know if I hear from the Lord. I don't know if I, I, I he speaks to me. Well, first of all, let's, let's have the faith that he's going to speak to you. And then second, you're going to ask in a confident way. Lord, I don't know if I, I hear from you, but you know what, Lord? I, I want to hear from you. And you're going to speak to me. I have the confidence you're going to speak to me today. That's what, I, that's what my prayer today is for you, all you to hear the Lord, hear his voice, that when he speaks, it's him. Because when the Lord speaks, it's uplifting, it's encouraging. See, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't speak in, in words of, you know, doubting or anger. He wants to uplift you. He wants to encourage you in your life where you're at. Maybe you're, you're walking in, in the season right now, and I know the holiday season has a lot, of, a lot of emotions for a lot of people. Or maybe you walked in today and you're like, you know what, I, I got this big decision and I, I need to hear from the Lord. And I'm believing that today you're going you're gonna to hear him. But it comes down to faith. Do you have the faith the Lord is going to speak to you today. See, a relationship is personal. It's between you and God. It's that face-to-face, -face, right? When I say personal, nobody else can be in that relationship. My, my relationship with Callie, we have a personal relationship. She knows me, I know her. I don't share her with anybody. She doesn't share me with anybody. So, starting out this series, Pastor Jim started off saying that it's innate, it's in us, it's matured in us. 
And Pastor Josh said, the Lord is a friend. He speaks to us like a friend. Last week, we learned practical ways. Set an appointment. Set the room. Set the atmosphere that the Lord doesn't come and speak. What is he saying to you? See, all these things are personal. So we can teach you the steps and doctrine and the word, but when it really comes down to it, it's you and him. It's the relationship between you and Jesus. So if you would close your eyes, and maybe you walked in today and you've been walking with the Lord for a while, but you've never feel like you truly hear his voice. Maybe there's some doubt, and that's okay. If that's you, if, if you, feel like, you feel like you haven't heard from the Lord and you want to, with nobody look around, just slip up your hand if, you, if that's you this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, maybe you walked in today and you go, Pastor Kyle, I don't, I don't have a relationship with him. I don't know what that, that feels like or what that looks like. And maybe there's something stirring in, in your heart right now. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And you go, you know what? I want that. I want that relationship. If that's you, nobody looking around, slip, if you want to slip up your hand, amen. Amen. See, the Lord, He desires a relationship with us. And He loves us so much that He wants to talk to us. He wants to talk to you. So I'm just, for those who said, I've never accepted Jesus in my life, just repeat after me in the quietness of your own heart. Says, Lord, forgive me for my sins. Come into my life. I choose you. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I want to invite our prayer team up this morning to the front. And if you would stand to your feet. We say it all the time here at Ocean that we want this place to be the easiest place to receive prayer. And if you're in those categories this morning, I want you to come to the front and I want you to talk to one of us or pray that we can pray over you. That this decision that you made this morning is not, it's not a light one. That's an awesome one. It's an awesome one. So Pastor Next is going to lead us in a, a song. If you feel the Lord just prompting your heart, whatever, whatever is on your life, whatever is in your heart, we'd love for you to come to the front and, and receive prayer. But the Lord, He's a great God. He wants relationship with you and with me. Let's worship. 
Well, thanks again for listening. If you'd like more information or if you'd like to connect with us, visit OceanChurch.com. We love you and hope you join us soon online or at one of our campuses located in Southwest Florida.